0: Brothers and sisters, I was thinking this week, uh, praying, uh, so we come into the service and stand here to preach, and uh, following a certain pattern, and you, we read the Word of God, we hear the Word of God, and then I come up and I share, and I thought um, the Lord was leading me to do something a little bit different each week, and I pray that... Uh, that he will bring this about, but I was actually reading this wonderful devotional we just heard read to the children, and uh, at the bottom of the page of the devotional, it's actually in the Daily Bread, and we have Daily Bread, uh, daily readings in the back, the new, new months are here, so you can take a copy. But it's really one of the blessings for us to have people write devotionals like this and to give them out to people to read, you know, and you probably have read some of those from the Daily Bread. Um, amazing, uh, little booklet of, of help for us in our daily lives. And it's been around for so many years. It's available in Chinese and English and all different languages. So people can share in it. It's available online. So anyway, what I wanted to say is that at the, at the bottom of the, booklet, there is a section called Reflect and Pray. So I thought what I'd like to do is following up and kind of tying in the children's message to the sermon that we can begin with some reflection and and then go into the things that I have prepared to say to you about the scripture we're going to look at. And so this is what was written uh, at the bottom of the page of that devotional I read, Reflect and Pray. In what area of your life do you most need God's light right now? That's the first question. In what area of your life do you most need God's light right now? And then the second question is this. How has His light helped you in the past? How has His light helped you in the past? I really like these questions. Right. So let's think about those. You can think that over for a moment. And I'm just going to to say a a one-line prayer. And you can continue to let those thoughts go around. What area of your life do you need God's light? Most need God's light right now. And how has His light helped you in the past? Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus, for being the light of life who illuminates the path for me every day. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, we did something a little different also in the scripture reading. We have two scriptures instead of one, and I don't think I'm going to do that every time. (laughs) But I thought it would be appropriate because I really couldn't decide which one was best, and I felt like, okay, let's just read both, (laughs) right? Double uh, blessing to read those, and those are actually found in the lectionary every morning that we're sending out and doing together as a church, and there's more than two, but I chose these two because they were really too good to pass up <laughs> and just keep, you know, without reading them. And so we're we're looking at light and glory today, okay? Light and glory, but with that comes also darkness, right? There's this light is to come into the darkness and illuminate it, right? To open it and to bring out so we can see. And these are very very powerful lessons in the Bible for us. They're immediate, they're real, they're not hard to understand, and yet they're very, very deep and beyond our understanding sometimes, right? But what a blessing it is to be brought into this whole light of God and the glory of God. Right? That's what we need, isn't it? We come together. We've had a hard week. We've been working hard. We've been struggling with different things in our lives. We do all these different things and we come in to worship and, you know, we, we want to worship God, but we may have something on our hearts that is kind of, you know, sitting there and hard to, you know, break out of. And, and then, then we come in here and we want to be revived. We want to be refreshed. And I believe that that is really a great reason for coming to church. I hope that more people will do it, you know, they'll come to be refreshed in God. Um God is not here to lay a heavy message on your heart so that you go home worse off than when you came. He wants you to come here and feel I have seen the light <laughs> and the light is glorious. Amen. I want I, I, I am here to make your life better, and I, I am here for you, is what Jesus is saying to us all through the Word of God. Right. And so we're going to take a look at um, these scriptures, but mainly I want to focus in on the one in, in 2 Corinthians because I believe that is the one that God really wants us to be able to spend some time with and then also to reflect on the passage that was read about the transfiguration of Jesus. And so when we look at this scripture in chapter 4 of Second Corinthians, Paul is really talking to the people there as one who is a witness of the light. Right? Jesus appeared to Paul. He came into his life, in, into his darkness, his sinfulness. And he came in and he exposed him for who he was, but he did not defeat him, he called him. Right? He called him. He came into his life. Yes, he was a person who said, I am the worst of all sinners. He knew himself well and he, that was his attitude, which is a great attitude to have actually. Um, you know, because we, we're not saying that we are meaningless. We're saying that we know the extent of our, our sinfulness. Right? And that, and that yet that is used as a means to show how great the glory and the patience of Jesus is, right? It's not to defeat us. It is a means by which we are able to tell people, "I was this bad, and God still loved me, and came and gave me life. He gave me, gave me hope." Right? So Paul is really someone who knows what it's about the, in those kind of terms, and we're so blessed that he would write these letters so that we can learn from these these things. So if we take a look at these at these verses in, in chapter 4, I want to share some of the things that I learned this week with you that I hope will be a benefit to you as well, but mainly I want you to today know the Word of God when you leave here, that it is these words of God that you have in your heart that will revive you, strengthen you in your walk, and make you feel good about being a Christian and wanting to live each day for Christ and so let's take a look at these verses. I'm going to read from chapter four, verse one, and just read the verses through through verse six, okay? But we're really going to focus in on on verse four and six today. Therefore, having the ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants, for Jesus' sake, for God who said, let light shine out of the darkness, let there be light, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now I'm very humbled by these words. Okay I'm very humble I am the worst of sinners I am someone who really you know is undeserving of being able to talk about these kind of words but God be giving glory and praise that he that he forgives our sins and he not only forgives our sins but he calls us to talk about his glory and to share the good news It was interesting I was reading a really really good book by John Piper this week and he was reflecting on these these verses And he said that more, probably more than any other verses in the Bible, I mean, this is pretty strong, more than, more than all other words in the Bible, these verses here in this passage, verse four and six of second Corinthians chapter four, right? Describe what good is in the good news. That's more than, more than other verses. In the Bible, these really help to us to understand what the good is in the good news of the gospel. Now that's, that's a wonderful thing to go into. It's very encouraging to hear and it kind of whets our appetite and wants us to read this and to understand why he would say something like that. Why would somebody say, wow, I can really see the gospel in these words here. So we'll, let's take a look at verse four. Okay, so we're talking about people who are perishing, people that are not believers. In their case, he says, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel, of the glory, the gospel of the glory of Christ. So the gospel of the glory of Christ go together, right? The gospel of the glory of Christ. And so the glory of Christ is the good, right, in the gospel. He is the one that we begin with, it is Christ who is the focus here. It's not glory that we come away worshiping. It's Christ. Christ is the one that we are here to proclaim and to worship and to bow down before and to remember in communion. The light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. The light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Who is the image of god brothers and sisters take that verse this week and the one and, and also verse six and memorize them say them learn them consume them have god you know put them put your life before god and say lord teach me these things here that are written for my sake so that i would know what it is that you want me to do So let's take a look at this. First of all, there's this verse here where it's it's speaking about the glory of God and all these things that we're like, wow, that is so amazing, that it that this gospel of Christ is so great and and He is the image of God, and yet people don't believe in Him. They don't believe in Him. Why? Because the God of this world has blinded their minds. The God of this world has Blinded their minds. Now, I know that we're talking about unbelievers here, but I have also been blinded in my mind by the prince of this world. And I was, I I took some time to think about this and and I, I was saying, Lord, please help me to just, you know, consider what it is that you want The brothers and sisters and me to learn today about that part of that. You know, what, what is that for? Are we supposed to just say, okay, are we, we want to be able to reach these people, these unbelievers with the gospel and they're actually blinded by the prince, the God of this world, right? And I really felt like God was saying, just reflect on yourself. Don't think about the unbelievers so much. You can. I want you to reach unbelievers. But think about what the God of this world has blinded in your life. And I started to think about it. You have a relationship with someone. You form a relationship in life with someone. And then something happens. And you start thinking in your mind, what do they mean by that? What did they, why, why did they say that in that way to me? Did they, I don't think that they, I don't think that they really care about me. In fact, I think that they're wrong and I don't like them. Right? And this, this, these thoughts begin to be at work in us and we, we need to recognize the way the God of this world works. He works in a way to bring darkness into our lives. He works in ways to divide people from one another. Right? He comes in and I'm I'm not talking about like occasionally. I'm talking about like I have to face that every day. This kind of a thought like what are these people thinking? Do I really, do I want to be around them? Do I, you know, what do they mean by that? Do I really want to associate with these people? Are they, and then you see the person and it's a completely different feeling than the thoughts that you're in your mind are doing to you, right? It's like, I see that person. And it's like, how could I really think that way? They weren't, they they're they're not thinking like that at all it's the god of this world that is putting that into my mind because he hates god and he hates anything to do with light and he's putting those thoughts into my mind i'm not going to listen to that anymore and we really need to pay attention to that i believe that that's a word for god for all of us here today we all struggle with that right we all struggle with that. We start to think in a certain way. I don't like the way that person looks. I don't like the way that they were talking. I don't like the way they're doing something. I, you know, all these things that we don't like, right? But we have to identify who is behind that. And it's the God of this world. He has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so that they say, I don't believe in God i don't believe anything that you believe in you could believe in him you can do whatever you want but i don't see it I don't, see, I don't i'm not making the connection i'm not there and so we're thinking okay now we can also apply knowing the way that it works with us we can better understand those people right there's there's something and there's a force in the lives of these people that is blinding them to those kind of things right and so you see the 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 whole idea of god why he wanted to say first let there be light so that we can see the truth, so that we can see things, right? We can see Him. We can see the beauty around us and appreciate the things that He was going to be bringing into the world after He spoke those words. But we need to remember those words, brothers and sisters. Let there be light. When you get into that kind of situation and you start to judge someone or you feel you're being judged or you're getting into a a, a situation where something is not right and you're getting into that kind of a way of thinking like darkness, then you say, let there be light, Lord. Let there be light. I am not going to have anything to do with the God of this world. I, I serve Jesus Christ. And I know that he would never put a thought into my mind like that one that I'm thinking about this person. I claim Christ. And you know what? You're going to have to suffer for that sometimes. You're going to have to suffer for that sometimes because the world that we live in doesn't think that way. The world that we live in serves the God of this world. They feel like we, I can do what I want. I can, I can mistreat people. I can defame people. I can do all these kind of things and I can mistreat people and I can, I can move farther away from them or I can just shut off a relationship or do stuff like that, right? And God is saying, that isn't the way I created, created you. I brought light into this world so that it would be, you would be able to see my glory. And that's why I sent my son into the world so that you would be redeemed out of darkness into my light and that you would be living a life of glory. And that is where we want to be. okay. And that's just a taste of one of the things that Satan does in our lives. He's very deceptive, and he tries his best to go into those areas that are going to bring division between us. And we have to say, not today. Let there be light. Let there be light in my life. In what area of your life do you most need God's light right now? Go back to that, 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 that question again. In what area of your life do you most need God's light right now? Where is the Prince of this world, the God of this world, coming and blinding you so that you don't see the glory of Christ, that you don't see the light of God at work? And how has His light helped you in the past? Draw on the experiences that you've had. I was, I was tricked so many times. By people to turn on people in my own family. I can't tell you, I'm not going to stand here and tell you my life story, but I can just tell you that I think we all have these experiences where we turn on people and we don't want to talk to them, where we're going to go our own way and forget you and these kind of things. And God is saying, calm down and think about it for a moment. Is that really the truth? Is that the way you want to live your life? In broken relationships, just jumping around and trying to go here and there until, you know, you find some place where someone is going to give you the perfect kind of a relationship where everything is right. It doesn't exist without God. So we need to write our, our relationship with Him and understand that our relationships to people here on this earth are connected to Him. They're not, they're not separated from him unless we allow the prince, the God of this world, to blind our minds. So be, be attentive to that in your life. Do not give in to the God of this world. And now, listen to this part. <laughs> right? We're, we're talking about this, and he's talking about them that way. It keeps them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. And so we're going to get into this now. The gospel... The light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. That is our focus in life, and that is what God is trying to say to us here through through Paul in these words, right? We see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. He is God. Christ is God. We worship the Son of God, but He is God, right? And He is the one who is light. And he, and he—it's this gospel, right—that we're talking about, the gospel of Jesus Christ. How did he reflect that? How does he bring that? What is that glory of Christ? Let me read you just um, a few words from what Piper read. Uh, said this about the glory of Jesus and this this gospel. There, the glory is not the glory of a painting or even a sunset. Those are only analogies. They're too static and lifeless. The spiritual beauty of Christ is Christ in action, Christ loving, Christ touching lepers, Christ blessing children, healing the crippled, raising the dead, commanding demons, teaching with unrivaled authority, silencing the skeptics, rebuking his disciples, predicting the details of his death, and setting his face like flint toward Jerusalem, weeping over the city and silent before his accusers, meekly sovereign over Pilate. You would have no authority over me at all unless it was given to you from above, Jesus said. Crucified and praying for his enemies and forgiving a thief and caring for his mother while in agony giving up his spirit in death and rising from the dead. That is the glory of Jesus Christ. It's a light. Yes, there is a light. Yes, there is a powerful light. There is a powerful, powerful light that is expressive of God's glory. But God sent Jesus into the world to show us the glory of God. And it is in the way he treated people and the way that he remained silent before people who thought that they could tell him what to do when they were really in the presence of the Son of God. But there's great power and glory expressed in his weakness and his silence because he knew that the task before him was to die for such people. That is glory. That is the gospel. And those are the things that the people that don't believe in Jesus Christ are blinded to. Can you believe it? Can you see the need for us to pray for these people? They have failed to see the glory of God in Jesus Christ. The image of God is found in all of those things that Jesus did here on earth. I, that really speaks to me. I don't know about you. There's so many times when I feel like someone attacks me, I want to attack back, don't you? I mean, you feel like, wait, wait, you know what are you, what are you saying to me there? You know you're going too far and then all these different things, and in those moments, the glory of God, you say, "Let there be light. I am not going to say, I'm not going to play this game. I'm not going to return that that insult. I'm not going to start thinking things about you in a bad way because you're saying bad things about me. I'm not going to act in that way. I am a child of God, and I belong to Jesus Christ, and he is the glory of God, and he is God, and he taught me in his word that there is great strength in not responding in that way, and I'm not going to do it. I'm going to live my life for God in, in the way that he has taught me. In his image, I am made in the image of God Jesus is the image of God. He came to earth to show us how to live. And as much as I want to strike back, I'm not going to do it. And man, I wish I had done that so many times in the past, but hallelujah, Christ forgave me. How have I, how has God's light helped me in the past to see that despite all of the things that I've done wrong, He still loves me? and he will never give up on me. And that was always something that was taught to me by my closest friends who are Christians. Pray to God and ask for forgiveness. He loves you, and he will restore you. You are of great worth. You are a child of God. You are someone who can overcome these things because you have Christ in your life. Pray, and pray about it to make sure that you know that you are special to God and give him your life. And don't give in to the to the God of this world. It's a much better way, a much much better choice, right? I love what, what what he had to say there. It's just so great. Thank thank God for him sharing that, so that we can learn from this passage. We go on to verse six. There's so much more we could say there, but let's go on because these kind of overlap, but at the same time they introduce new things. In verse 6, it says, For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness. Again, that is the, where he's saying that in creation, let there be light. Right? Let there be light. And what does it say after that? There was light. God spoke it into being. Let there be light, and there was light. That's another part that we need to remember. We don't just say, Let there be light, but it is through the power of God alone. That our desire and our prayer of saying those words that we, he says, and there was light. I will bring light into that sec, into, into your life. The power of God's word, the the power of God's word and remembering to say it. And that's part of the reason we read it is to, so that we remember it and call it into being, right? Into, into our memory and into our hearts in those situations so that we can have victory. Let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And you'll notice here that, God, that Paul is using that creation Right? The the creation of light that God has brought this light in and saying now we see it the same way in Jesus Christ because Christ was present in the creation of the world, right? He was there. It It wasn't just Jesus coming onto earth and that's the first appearance. He was there at the beginning and before. Let there, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts this light that brought light into being that we now experience in the universe has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus Christ coming to earth is the evidence of, it is the reality of God's light that was spoken at the beginning of time. He's there, right there with them, and he's here with us now. Right? And so we, we, we understand, these things are veiled to a certain point. Like Paul was saying earlier, they are veiled to us to a certain extent, but we see in God's Word that they are illuminated. And God's Word gives us this so that we will see the face of Christ. That's a hard concept to think of, but when you pray and when you read God's Word, He becomes visual to you. You see Him. And the people that are Are of the world and living for the prince of this world are blinded to that. But we want them, and God wants them to to know Him and to to have that blindness taken away, and replaced with His His light, so they can see. It has shown into our hearts, our hearts, into my heart and your heart. A heart is a big part of us, right? That God wants us to remember. Guard your heart, the God says, right. Guard your heart against evil and things that come in there in this kind of a way. Oh, man, I, I, I just have to tell you, do that. Guard your heart against any kind of thoughts that are going to come in there that are, are reflective of darkness instead of light. Don't let that happen. You would, you would protect someone. if I was talking about kids and protecting them, right, on the street and things like that. If you had a child, wouldn't you want to guard them from evil? We always do, right? We, we grow up in the world and we're, 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 we're thinking that way and, and someone in our life is saying, don't do that. And you're like, I'm going to do it. (laughs) And they said, don't do that. Guard yourself. I'm trying to tell you that's not good for you. And then people say, no, I want to do it anyway. But we are there to help one another. And as disciples and the Lord, as brothers and sisters, we are here for one another to help one another to remember these things. And that's why we meet. Right, to encourage one another, not just to hear the good news, but also to share the things that are hard and that we're facing together so that we can indeed have light in our lives and in our hearts, that Jesus' light will continue to shine in our hearts and we can see that through. We far too often give up too fast, so we have to see things through and see that God is doing a work in us and that He is going to bring it to completion and that we have trust in that word and we say, God, I'm giving you my life and I'm going to keep on believing in you and I'm going to keep on coming to you because I believe that you have a purpose for my life. Amen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see that through. Don't give up halfway. Don't give up at the quarter way or whichever way. Understand that God is in control of this, right? He is there with you and He is doing a work in you. Give Him your life completely and say, I wanna go, I wanna grow. I want to grow and I want to grow and I want to grow. There's a girl, a McLaughlin, she came from uh from Scotch Plains. She grew up, I think in Dunellen, New Jersey. She's an Olympic star. She's a, an Olympic star. She she was running track in Scotch Plains, right? And she developed and she, I remember she when when she w- went to her first Olympics, right? This is a kid. She's just a very, you know, She's a kid from New Jersey who grew up in this school and she could run. And she ran in the 400 meter uh, the 400 200 meter and 400 meter hurdles. And the first time she got into the into the Olympics she came in way way back in all the finisher you know in all the people that ran the race. And I remember that she was standing there and they were interviewing her and this is a girl that was used to winning. You know I mean she won everything. She was like a star. She was an Olympian. These people are incredible athletes. She goes there and she said, those girls are so tough. Those girls are so tough. You know, she meant that all the winners, all these other, they went in there with a whole other level of, of experience and of drive to want to win. They didn't like losing. And they were tough. They didn't want to make friends with everybody that were there. You know, it's like, okay, the, everybody there was a competitor. And they saw the others as a threat to their winning. And so she said, "Man, those girls were really tough. And you could see it, and I was thinking, well, what is going to happen to this girl?" She kept going, and she worked harder and harder and harder. And the next time there was an Olympics, she won. I mean, it wasn't like she just came in second or third. she won. And so what could she have done? She could have stopped and said, oh, forget about it. I could just stop now. These girls are tough. Wow, you know, I'm in over my head. She put in the time. She put in all the effort. She put in all these things. So she saw it through. She had a she had a dream. And she had this, this concept in her mind, I'm going to win. And you know what the, what the best part of it is? She is a Christian. She is a believer in Jesus Christ. And she's not just a Christian. She's a vocal Christian. She's one who uses her strength, and the things that she does in running to tell people that Jesus Christ is my Savior. And she married a man who is also in sports, and he is a Christian, and now they're doing a ministry together to reach people with the Gospel. And that is that is you and me. It's not just one girl from New Jersey that it's a nice story to hear, and wow, that's thrilling. It's talking about you and me. We've given a life. You know Bob Adel, the guy who came here to preach, Reverend Bob, he came to preach in January, I think, or February, no, January, it's February now. He came here, we were having lunch, and we were talking about our lives, and he goes, you know what, I I was in Germany. It turns out he was living as a military kid, you know, going to different countries with his parents, that he lived in the same town that we were in 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 Germany. Right? And he told us that... Actually, he was really fast. He was telling us he's competitive, right? He likes to compete. It turns out that he was on such a level of running that he was considered for the Olympics. Only he was living in Germany and competing there, and it prevented him from being able to to compete there, right? And on such a level as just because he lived in Germany, He, he 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 couldn't do it because he was born in America. You just never know who it is that you're talking to and the things that they have in them and the capabilities that they possess, right? There's only a, a, a scratching of the surface of the things that I know about each one of you and that you know about me. But we're here together, man, and we have a God who is desiring to teach us things that are so incredibly great that we, would, that we are going to one day be in His presence and see the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We are going to see that we're talking about these guys and we, if we look at the transfiguration when they went to the mountain with Jesus, they were shown Jesus in all of his glory. It was pure. His garment became as white and and shiny and it signifies signified his glory, and they looked at these things and they were like, wow, what is going on here? And Peter didn't know what to say, and, and so God's voice comes out and said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased, listen to him. And that was their purpose of going there. He revealed Himself to them. He showed Himself to them in His glory so that they would know that He is God. And what is it going to take for us to also see that too? It's a, re, it's a, it's an experience in God, an encounter with God that He does and He makes for each one of us so that we will know who He is and we do well to listen to His voice. What is He saying to you? you have to be you have to be attentive you have to be listening you have to be going into your life with this kind of an attitude right of some somewhat like an athlete of saying i am in this position now i'm not a runner but i'm i'm a, a a creation of god and he's going to use me for his glory so what is that going to be and we center ourselves on those things and we block out anything that's going to get in the way of it if something is bad for me to eat i don't eat it Right? If, if that's, if that's true, then if something is bad for me in my life as a Christian who's growing in the glory of God and being an image of God that is created for His glory, then I'm having nothing to do to intake into my body that is going to cause me to be unhealthy. And that's what God wants and demands because He knows that nothing in us can, can belong to the God of this world, darkness. And we are far too often accepting this kind of garbage to come into our minds and accepting the God of this world and what he puts in our minds. And it usually starts with a very small kind of a way putting doubt into your mind about what someone said to you. It's not just about our lives, but it's also, oh, let's, let's spread this around to other people. And so we just never—it would never occur to us to say something unkind to somebody, or to say something that was going to, or even think, even to think something that like that about somebody like that, because it doesn't belong to the glory of God, right? What a what a great teaching we have today from God, right? That frees us up, and it helps us to be able to see things that are going to be loving, and kind, and compassionate, filled with grace. All these things being being people who are here with a purpose to share our lives with other people in the beautiful way that God has given us a life, in all of your personality, and all the things that you possess, in the beautiful way that you are thinking in, in, in your life, and the, the experiences that you have and every part of your life as you go along are going to be there so that God can use you as his workman, as his servant, as the one he's chosen before all time to come into this world, not just to have a life, but to use it for His glory. And that's what life is about. And that's what these verses are teaching us. Right? Has shown in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So you remember in verse 4 it said, seeing the light of the Gospel in the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. There's one. The image of God. And now we see here, it's in the face Of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is real. He's not just this person who lived here, died, and and is no more. He is God. Right? And these are the ways that that Paul is pointing this out to so we can make this connection when he is the image of God. There is a God. How do you know that? Because Jesus Christ came to earth. And He lived here, and there are many witnesses to it. And they saw Him do these great things, and they saw Him go to the cross, and they saw Him rise from the dead. They saw Him. They experienced it. They saw Him ascend into heaven. And I believe it. That's how I know that God exists. And not only that, but I know that God exists because I have felt miserable about myself and my sin, and I didn't know where to turn, and no human being could help me, but someone told me about Jesus Christ, and it turned my mind around, and it turned my life around, and I knew that He existed because He came in and washed away my sin, and He freed me from all that burden and all that nastiness and the garbage that I used to be, and He made me new. And now I want to teach you about his love because I used to be an unloving person, but now I know about love, and that's what love is about. Jesus Christ came and gave his life for me, and that's how I know love exists. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Christ. How do I know about these things? It's about him. It's not just somebody saying it's because he touched my heart. He shines into my heart. Hallelujah. He shines into my heart to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And I see His face. And you and no one else can take that away from me because I know that my Redeemer lives. He's my, my Savior. And that's what we're here to do, brothers and sisters. So let us, let us in situations when we are facing hardship or if we hear something coming in that is going to be of darkness, then let us make that very clear to ourselves, but also a statement to God. Let there be light, Lord. Let there be light. And let there be light in the lives of people who are unbelievers. Lord, I have this person I've been praying for. Let your light shine in their heart. Lord, Come in your Holy Spirit and fill this person with the love that you showed to me. Lord, help this person to come out of the darkness. And Lord, help my church. Help my church to grow. Help my church, Lord, to be filled with the glory of God. Help us, Lord, to, to be so close, Lord, that we trust one another and we love one another in the blood of Jesus Christ. That we know that our Redeemer lives and that we are going to grow. And there's exciting things happening. And this is our church right here. And this is where it's going, and we're going to see it through because Jesus is going to help us. He is going to show us the way. We're not going to just say, stay stuck here. We are. He has plans. He has a future for us. And then one day, it's going to be with Him forever. Amen? That's where we're going, and that's what we have to think about, and that's why God has given us these beautiful words. So let's really let God shine into our hearts through these verses and let, them, let Him reveal Himself in our hearts through His Word. Let's sing a response.